Welcome to That's Awesome ID. My name is Leslie Early, and each week I will be speaking with a different guest and learning about one thing they think is awesome in the field of instructional design. Okay, well, welcome back to That's Awesome ID. Today we have something a little different, a little special. Um, Today I get to talk about something that I think is awesome, and I get to talk to the creator of that awesome thing, Tim Slade. Thank you so much, Tim, for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Leslie. Um, So do you mind um, kind of introducing yourself and kind of uh, talking about your inspiration for this awesome book, which is called The E-Learning Designer's Handbook? Yeah. I'm sure people might be familiar, but do you mind giving a little intro? Sure. So um, I work as a freelance e-learning designer developer. I own my own business, and I've um, I've been freelancing full-time. It'll be two years uh, coming up in the spring of 2021. Um, but before I started freelancing full-time, I was doing a lot of freelancing during my nights and weekends for like the past 10 years or so, uh, working various corporate jobs. And um, yeah, and so now I, I freelance full time. And the book, uh, the inspiration for the book, there's an interesting story about the book. So um, before I started freelancing full time, I used to work as the director of instructional design at GoDaddy. And oh. when I started that job, I was tasked with taking these four individuals at the time who are working on my team and I had, to, I had to essentially transform them into e-learning designers. They knew nothing about e-learning or instructional design. And it was through that process that I realized after I kind of laid out the process for them and the architecture and all the instructional design best practices and project management best practices and storyboarding and all the things, yeah. I realized, I was like, oh, gosh, I have a book here. And so I wrote a book. And that was the first edition that came out, I think, in 2017 or 2018. And then when I when I went full time on my own um, last year, I knew I wanted to uh, I wanted to to expand upon what I did in the first book. And originally, I was going to write a separate book on instructional design for e learning, but I realized it was really just a continuation of the first one. So yeah. that's kind of how the second edition came about. Yeah, and so first of all, it's beautiful, by oh, the way. Thank you. So um, and. <laughs> Like, I love the the cover. I also really love what's going on inside. So did you have, like, um, someone help you out with, like, the layout and design and stuff? Because it's actually, it's it's so easy to read and it's, it's so well organized. I mean, I've dog-eared all the pages that have, yeah. like, examples. And I'm curious, like, what was yeah. your process for making it? Yeah. So, um, no, I didn't work with a designer. And I take a lot of pride in this. Like, that book is 100 And I'm looking at it right now here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that book is 100% me. So, wow. I, um, the, the interesting story there about the book, and this is true both for the first edition and the second edition, I actually started writing the book by designing the cover and the layout. And, you know, I'm a very, very visual person and I'm very, uh, you know, I'm visually motivated, I, I guess yeah. I'll say. So aesthetically motivated, aesthetically motivated. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I started by designing the layout and the cover and the choosing how I wanted to, to make it look, you know, visually. And that kind of, it, it was it was all about the, the end user experience of the, the look and feel of the book is what drove me to to get it done. So, um, I'm, I'm glad that that's recognized. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, and I wanted to say also that it is so thorough and, and I love how you put the little, um, in your subtitle here, subheading, 
a practical guide to e-learning development process for new e-learning designers. Yeah. That's great. Um, but I would say this is useful to people who've also been doing it for a little while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there's so many things in the book. There's nothing remarkable about the content in the book. It's I I was talking to somebody the, the other day and I said it's really it's just about the basics. And mm-hmm. but even then, people who have been working in the industry for years and years and years, sometimes they just need a reminder of the basics. And so my you know the target audience, of course, is anyone getting into e-learning design because it's kind of the the lens that I viewed it all through was when I started in e-learning, I knew nothing. And it's kind of how I, it's kind of a, a journal of everything I've learned over the last decade. And, but with that being said, I think, you know, anyone, even if you're experienced, I think there's, there's something to be learned out of it. Yeah. And also, um, if you're experienced, I feel like maybe it might not be, I like that you use the term handbook because it's almost Mm. like a reference guide. Like, so you have all of these things that, you know, I usually end up Googling them all separately because I'm like, Oh, I probably have to talk about that in an interview or something, you know, I I should freshen up, um, refresh myself on that. But now it's all like right here. And I just go straight to that page and I have like five different learning theories all together. And I'm like, this is great. It's like having a a textbook, um, which was the next thing I want to talk about is my last episode. I was talking with Liz Huber mm-hmm. about, um, you know, graduate programs in instructional design and how they actually don't focus on e-learning developing very much. Um, so I thought, oh, this would be, this would be a great, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Supplement. This would be great supplemental material. Like I see it as a textbook, you know, for people going through the process of like learning instructional design. So, yeah, I, the the you know the use of the word handbook was really intentional from my standpoint because one of the things I, I I'm very clear about in the book and anytime I talk about me as an e-learning designer developers, I don't consider myself an expert. I don't have a formal background in instructional design or educational technology. Uh, I used to catch shoplifters for a living and I have a degree in criminal justice. And so the book is, you know, I, I, I was really intentional about, I am not sharing uh, I, I'm talking about theory, but it's not a book about theory. It's a book about my experiences and yeah. and how you or the reader can apply really practical tips, tricks, expertise, and knowledge to what they do every day. And I, a lot of people go to school and get master's degrees in instructional design, and they and then they get into the corporate world and they get kind of smacked in the face because they realized they learned a lot about theory, but they didn't learn about the practical aspects of dealing mm-hmm. with stakeholders and writing a storyboard and the the nitty-gritty of what we do. And so you're right, it is it it, it could supplement what somebody might learn, you know, in a formal education program or setting to give them practical advice. Yeah, I wouldn't be too hard on yourself for not no, going you. through a program like that cuz <laughs> clearly you're an expert. I mean, oh, thank you. This book demonstrates your expertise and clearly you have theory and everything that they're teaching. So, I mean, I I, I trust your book more than I trust some of the professors that I have. Well, thank you. I I appreciate it. (laughs) Um, The other thing, as you were saying, um, kind of along the same lines is I I love the amount of examples um, you have in here. So for instance, you know, you have project management plans, you have storyboards, different types of storyboards, written versus visual, Mm -hmm. you have design documents, um, and, and prototypes, you have actual examples of what a yeah. prototype of e-learning would look like. And this is another thing Liz and I were like crying about. <laughs> Hardly ever 
in these higher ed programs, they don't show you what e-learning looks like. Mm. They don't show you this is a good example and this is a bad example. So I love that you have, you know, I, what I'm trying to get to here is if you need an idea for a second book, (laughs) I would buy a table book of only examples of good looking e-learning. It's it's funny you say that you're not the first person to recommend that to me. So I've thought about like, oh, you know, maybe make a coffee table book of, you know, uh, like an, uh, it'd be kind of sweet, a a funny version of like a coffee table art book, but for e-learning. So you're not the first person to recommend that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just think there's just not. I mean, you can find examples, but you really have to be motivated to go out there and like really search through like e-learning heroes or, you know, YouTube or different things and people's blogs. But it's not, there's not one central place where you can go to look and see like that, at least that I know of that you can go and see like, these are exemplary examples of, you know, good, good e-learning. So that makes sense. Oh, I do, if you don't mind me quoting you back to you. Oh, gosh, I've I've never had anyone do that before. Okay, I'm preparing myself. (laughs) I love this quote. It was actually a subheading in, in the section. I think it's in the learning theory section. And it says, learning is an ecosystem of experiences. Yeah, you know, um... I was just, it's funny you mentioned this. I was just responding to somebody on LinkedIn about this and they asked, do people hate learning? And my response is, uh, no, people don't hate learning. People hate training. And the, the thing to know is that there's a difference between learning and training. We're always learning. People hate training, especially when that training is not relevant to them or they don't have a motivation for receiving that content. And so when I say learning is an ecosystem of experiences, what I'm trying to get at with with that that statement is so frequently, especially in the corporate world, we put our learners through a training event, a single training event, a 30-minute e-learning course, and then we think, oh, they've learned it, and then we wonder why they didn't learn anything. And it's because learning doesn't just happen. Training happens, but learning doesn't just happen. Learning is a process of failure and trial and error. And I think one of the examples I give in the book Um, I don't know if I give this in the book. I know I've given this when I've spoken about this in the past. It's like, if I wanted to learn how to bake a cake, I could watch a YouTube video. I could read a recipe, attend a class, but none of those things will have meant that I've learned to bake a cake. I have to try and bake the cake and I have to fail at baking that cake. And then I have to try again. That's what learning is. Training happens. Learning is a process. So that's kind of, kind of what I was trying to get at is, is from a corporate standpoint, we should stop treating learning as an event. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a process over time. So um, this is something actually I've struggled with with in my own studies and sure. my own um, attempts at creating e-learning. So if you have, you know, an e-learning course is kind, it, it can be sort of static, right? It's mm-hmm. it is a training in a way. So how would you how would you recommend, you know, within one e-learning experience? to try and get that learning process going. So it feels a little bit more like a process and less like an isolated event. Yeah. I think it, um, the biggest thing I think anyone needs to be able to do is define what is the desired outcome for that learning object, whether it's an e-learning course or something else. And so, uh, you know, are you simply looking to transfer knowledge that will be used elsewhere? Are you looking to create opportunities for practice and skill it all comes down to what it is that you want learners to be able to do at the end of the day. And one of the things that 
I, I mentioned in the book, and I, I mention this anytime you're approaching an, a learning, um, you're designing a learning intervention, or you're working with stakeholders, is we don't, we shouldn't be talking about what learners need to know. We should be talking about what they need to do. And if, as long as you're focused on the behaviors and actions, and you can envision how that might come to life in an e-learning course through interactivity, the rest kind of falls into place. And so how do you create learning out of an e-learning course? Well, you you give learners, if, if, if it makes sense in an e-learning format, you give them a chance to practice and fail and see the mm-hmm. consequences of their decisions or their actions and try again and making, making even in a safe controlled environment like an e-learning course or in a classroom or whatever the case might be, learning comes through trial and error and practice uh, and maybe self-evaluation or formal evaluation. And so, you know, uh, to, to, take lear- to take an e-learning course away from just being a training event where knowledge is transferred to a learning event, it's, it's about uh, understanding what you're trying to accomplish and designing it to uh, promote that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, I heard a little birdie told me that there are, is there another um, like companion book that goes with this one? That's what I've heard. Yeah, sort of. Um, So, you know, uh, yes and no. So one of the things I have this horrible habit of doing is when I'm on the eve of launching something like a book, I have this rush of ideas of like, oh, I should do this too. So like when I first launched the first edition of the book, I realized, oh, I could, I could make an online course out of the book. And I did that like the last week before I published the first version. And right before I published this edition of the book, uh, it came to me that, oh, I would really love to create a tool, like a notebook that people could, something tactical tactile that somebody could hold and take notes in, whether it's for ideating on a storyboard or project management. So I, I did create these two, I call them uh, the e-learning storyboard notebook and the e-learning project plan notebook. And it's just, uh, it's a simple little book, a notebook full of blank storyboard pages where people can write out what type of slide they're designing or maybe sketch out the slide. And the same thing with the project plan notebook. Maybe when you're interviewing a stakeholder subject matter expert, it's a place to take notes and identify timelines and milestones and responsibilities. And so, yeah, so at the last minute, literally like the Friday before the book went live on Amazon, I I spent a couple hours <laughs> throwing it together and putting them on, 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 on Amazon. So those are out there as well. Yeah. Okay. So everything's available. Available online at Amazon. Yep. Just search e-learning and you'll find it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, Tim, for joining yeah. me and letting me fangirl over your book a little oh, bit. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, is there, you know, is there anywhere that listeners can find you to connect with you if they want to talk more? Yeah. You can go to timslade.com or just put in Tim Slade in Twitter or LinkedIn and I'll be there. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you again. I really think your book is awesome. I really think a lot of people are going to find it useful. I hope. I'm pretty sure they will. Yeah, <laughs> but, me too. <laughs> um, and I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Leslie. Bye. Bye. 